Obamacare is here to stay. Tests, office visits, pills, hospitalizations, what do they all actually cost? $330 billion with a B. Marks the beginning of open enrollment in the health insurance marketplaces. This is confusing. Listening to Health O'Clock, show number eight, recorded June 4th, 2016. We are your source for health news, trends, and insights. So now it's time to talk about healthcare. Hi, Jay. Hey, Andrea. Welcome back for show number eight. Oh, I am so excited about this. You show. know what our topic is today? Yes, of course I do. It is single payer system. The single payer system. And big thanks to Casey, uh, one of our very devoted listeners who lives in Pennsylvania oh, yeah. for suggesting the topic. Hey, Casey. Okay. So first off, I am an actuary, but uh, if you actually need an actuary, then hire one because I all of my advice is for entertainment purposes, for education purposes. Don't take it as gospel law and cite me everywhere, and I don't represent my company, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. Yeah. I am just a normal guy. And as a normal guy, I feel I need a disclaimer. I do not represent the Koch brothers, and I do not represent any dental procedure. And especially as a normal guy, I do not represent the man. But... (laughs) As, But as a normal guy, I do represent any activity that can be done in a hammock and absolutely any drink that can be opened with a pull tab. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was great, Jay. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for yeah. sharing all that. I just want people to know who I am. Yeah. <laughs> so, before we get started, Jay is occasionally active on Reddit. I am. And as being uh, a Redditor, as they say now, for those of you who don't know, Reddit is a website that is, it's like the form, the official form of the planet. It's really hard to explain, but there's uh, topics and posts and subreddits and it's a great community of people out there that can comment on anything you have on your mind. So... I thought after doing the show uh, last time about healthcare around the world, I would reach out to these countries and, you know, link to our show and say, hey, what do you think? And it went nuts. <laughs> like, oh, man. We got some great comments we from... Re- 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 we really did. <laughs> <laughs> so, first off, some people from Canada had had some comments about what we said. Um, if you remember our show last week or a couple weeks ago where we talked about the Canadian healthcare system and other countries as well, um, people from Canada were mixed on um, the wait times, which was the big thing that was maybe not so great about their system yeah. was maybe they have longer wait times. And I believe we cited... Um, three or four weeks to get into a, a basic general practitioner doctor. Yeah. And we heard anything from, no, it takes a week or less, a couple days to get in, to, yeah, that's about right. It takes that long. So, yeah. So it's a grain of salt. And I imagine it, it depends on what kind of doctor you're seeing 
and the severity of your issue. And maybe where you live, too. Yep, where you it, live it could be a factor. It may depend on whether you're out in the boonies somewhere or whether you're in Toronto or Vancouver or something like that. Yeah. So that was really interesting. We appreciated all their uh, thoughts on it. Um, we were also informed on how to use a correctly at the end of a sentence. Yeah, I did, as an American, I didn't know how to use a correctly. Yeah, and it roughly translates to, wouldn't you agree, my good sir, to the end of something. So So, if you say, boy, these donuts are sure good, eh? Yeah. It's a, you agree, right? You agree, right? (laughs) Yeah. So is it, it's E-H-E, that's a proper way. Just E-H. E-H is a Canadian spelling. F-Y-I. F-Y-I. All right, good to know. All right, the other big... A subset of people we heard from were in Germany. And apart from being obsessed with Breaking Bad, apparently, (laughs) (laughs) a lot of the Germans love Breaking Bad. They sure do. They kept going back to that. Um, It was kind of a mixed bag as well. Um, A lot of the Germans really love their system. And then a lot of Germans said some things uh, that were not so complimentary about their system. Yeah. Um, Which, you know, I keep going back to there are problems with any kind of system that you can create. You can put in fixes, but you're never going to have a perfect system. That's right. So that's kind of what I took away from it. Yeah. I don't know, Jay. So anyway, guys, uh, thank you, all you Redditors out there that chimed in on this. We really appreciate hearing actual feedback from people in these countries so thank you so much for chiming in and and typing up your stories very good so now let's talk about the single payer system and i think we need to enter healthcare 101 <laughs> We're in session. <laughs> the single payer system. So, Andrea, I know we've talked about this in the past. Our, well, one of the presidential candidates, Bernie Sanders, is adamant about the single-payer system that it will fix all our problems so we're really what we're going to do today is talk about at least in this segment talk about what is it exactly mm-hmm. what does it look like yeah. well let's go back to the name single payer it sounds like one person's writing the check exactly that's exactly what it is it has nothing to do with who your doctor is has nothing to do with what hospital you go to it all has to do with who is paying for this? I see. And in our current system, we have all these private insurance companies. We have sometimes your employer pays for it. Sometimes the government pays for it. Sometimes you're paying for some of it. In a single payer system, you pay your taxes. The government cuts the check to all of the doctors and healthcare providers. Really? That's how it goes. Wow. So it's fair to say taxes go up. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Single payer system. (laughs) But at the same time, you're getting rid of insurance companies. All insurance companies are gone. They may still exist to administer the system, but insurance companies are not taking your money every month. And and they're not the ones deciding what to do with your money. The government is taking your money and then they're doling it out appropriately to companies who are administering and uh doctors basically wow 
So that's the simple, basic idea of single payer. Okay. All it right. doesn't mean that the government will replace all the doctors with secret government doctors. It doesn't mean any of that. <laughs> and sometimes people get confused by that. Yeah. It's just who's writing the check. Who's writing the check. Interesting. So I could see an immediately uh, negative with so many people losing their jobs. Yes. Is that fair to say? Yes. And we'll probably touch on that a little bit later, but there are a lot of for-profit insurance companies, pharmaceutical companies, for-profit hospitals. All of those people will either have to transform their business and do something that works in the new system or they're losing their jobs. Wow. Yeah. So, and we'll we'll get into all the ramifications of what could affect it later. Yeah. But the basic idea is now you're paying more taxes and it covers in, everybody. Instead of paying a premium to the insurance company every month, you're paying more taxes. So, I have a couple questions. Okay, so everybody in the nation is under is all on one plan, is what it sounds like. And uh, we all feed, write our monthly checks or the government takes out of our paychecks or whatever every month, then we get essentially healthcare covered, correct? Right. And some uh, when we're talking about different countries, a lot of what they do depends on how, uh, for example, some countries are introducing, you still have to pay a copay or you still have to meet a deductible when you go into the doctor. But the beauty of it is that it's simple. Okay. That you have one plan, uh-huh. you have one way of doing things, and the, for example, the doctor's office doesn't have to learn three different insurance systems in order to get paid. Oh, that is handy. So that maybe makes it a little cheaper. Yeah. That they, you're not spending so much on the bureaucracy and the implementation because once you learn the one way that it's done it becomes very simple. I see. So I have a question for you, not to poke holes in this. Great idea. (laughs) Oh, there are holes. (laughs) (laughs) What What would happen if, say, an immigrant comes into our system and has a job, but it's off off the record job, and he gets hurt, or she gets hurt? How do they get covered uh, that that do not pay tax, that aren't in the system, and are hurt and really need medical attention? See, that's one of the questions that we would have to address. Some countries address immigrants as, okay, you're covered. You're in the country, you're covered. And some countries, like Germany, say, if you don't have coverage, then you pay out of pocket. I see. So we would have to decide which of those two extremes we would look at. And somehow those people would have to be paid for. Interesting. So I think in order to explore this a little more, maybe we should move into what would this look like? Like, uh, let's do a thought experiment. Let's, let's, yeah, let's. How would this happen? If we decided we wanted single payer in our country, what would it do to the economy? How would we get it through Congress? Let's talk about it. Okay, so in this transition to an imaginary um, simulation of single payer, I think it is very important that we use synthesizer to take us (laughs) to 
<laughs> the simulated world. Ooh, nice. And we have arrived. We are in, in America. the future. <laughs> Bernie Sanders is president. <laughs> and single payer just happened. All right. So first, let's talk about how we got this through Congress. Okay. Because first off, lobbyists. The top 10 lobbyists, as far as dollars spent in 2016, uh, spent about over $300 million on lobbying. Holy cow. Four so. of those top 10 companies, including the number one and number two spot, are health insurance. Or health insurance, pharmaceutical, health products. Um, number eight is hospitals, nursing homes. Uh, number 10 is health professionals. So all in all, in those top 10 lobbying spots, 45% of the dollars spent were from health-type companies. Wow. So there's a lot of money in lobbyists. There's a lot of money. And that doesn't even take into account all of the contributions to political campaigns from health type companies, pharmaceutical companies. There is so much money that is contributed to campaigns. And you can see the shift after the Affordable Care Act was passed. You can see the shift of that money over to the Republican side as soon as Democrats started voting for health reform. Okay, so let's slow this down. All right, so we're, we're in the distant future, and uh, what has happened is lobbyists uh, have, have lobbied in favor of the single-payer no. system. Oh, no. <laughs> These companies so, are not for the single-payer system because, because health, current there is good money in current health care. So current health care has a huge investment in this. They make so much profit on health care right now. It's a huge industry, and they have an interest in keeping it exactly the way it is. Okay. So, as uh, for example, when the Affordable Care Act passed, you can see all of these companies n stop funding the people who voted for the bill. They all jumped over to the opposition side. There's definitely an interest in keeping these people happy. So, yeah. in order to pass single-payer, you would somehow have to convince all of these representatives who are taking money from these companies who want yeah. the status quo, you'd have to convince them that this is for the good of the country and don't worry that you're not going to get these millions of dollars. So, but would the president have the power to veto lobbyists? That's not really, it's kind of a, a moot point because if the legislators kind of work on their own and if they don't even bring a bill to the table because of lobbyists, or they vote it down, then it doesn't even have a chance to get to the president. Bernie has no say in it if he's president. Really? Yeah, so it's what, all about who's in Congress and how much money they're taking from these lobbyists. So right now, it's kind of like shenanigans. This, this whole single-payer thing, it's a nice line. It's to, a nice line, but... To, to make you go to the White House, but... It, it's not practical because too many people with too much money are making the calls. Right. Mm. So unless so, a majority of Americans rise up and write letters and vote people out of office in order to get this kind of thing passed, even looking at the numbers here, it's not going to happen. Well, with how much money the healthcare industry is throwing at Congress. Mm-hmm. 
unless something big and significant changes. I'm I'm amazed the Affordable Care Act passed, to be honest, based on this money. All right, so pause. Just for the average Joe here, a lobbyist's job is to make sure that their cause passes, correct? They they go to Congress and they're the ones that that sweet talk yeah, the, they're the basically an advocate for their company. But, so when I work for the health insurance company that I worked for, mm-hmm. we had a lobbyist, and they went to the state legislator, and they'd basically educate them on here's what's happening right now, and here's the way we'd like it to be. I see. And for the most part, our representatives weren't very knowledgeable about the healthcare industry. Yeah, and which is not surprising, you know. And if they'd built a relationship with this lobbyist and this lobbyist had maybe donated to their campaign and supported them, they're more likely to listen to their point of view, take it into consideration. I see. So that's, that's I mean, that's how the system works now. Yeah. And it works quite well in favor of money, the status quo and the people who have the money. Okay. So... In this pretend reality, let's say we get past Congress. Yes. We'll say we have enough people who aren't taking money from these companies or who don't care and think this is the best for America so that it passes. Hallelujah. Single payer. Single payer. Bernie signs the bill. Hooray. What now? Yeah. Good question. So there's definitely going to be a transition period. Everyone, including you, Jay who gets health care from their employer is in a state of chaos because now you don't get health care from your employer anymore. You get health care from the single payer. Now that's scary. I'm used to my employer helping me out, and now that it's, 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 it's single payer, but maybe it's good. Maybe it's just as fine. And I don't know. I don't know how, exactly how this would look. I don't know if it would be... You still go through the same health insurance company, but now you just pay more in taxes or if you go to a government website and sign up that way. I can tell you currently how Medicare works is all of the individual private insurance companies get payment from the government. Uh, So just to be clear, Medicare is actually a government-run a medical system, medical care system for seniors. Right. For people who have retired. So this is, is so it's fair to say single payer and Medicare are going to be very similar. They could end up being very similar. Okay. Yes. Okay. And that's when you hear Bernie say Medicare for all. Mm-hmm. Is he's thinking about expanding this current system. Okay. So what happens is you still get... A United Healthcare card or a Blue Cross card, but you're not footing the bill. The government is. I see. So, uh, not sure quite how that would work, but in our our thought experiment, you would have to re-sign up for care on your own, away from your employer. They're no no longer involved. They're no longer paying for it. Okay. Well, if it's if if that's the law, then I'll sign up. so let's talk about your employer okay as of right now on average your company probably pays 80 percent of your health care premium i could see that Uh, you pay about 20 percent probably and this differs depending on who you work for some people it's more some people it's a lot less so 
on average, your employer is paying between four and five thousand dollars a year per person. Per person, if you're if you're single, if you don't have a family. So if I'm Joe CEO in the future, I'm jumping clear to the moon and clicking my heels. Exactly, right? because yeah. all that money you're paying for your employees' health care is back in your pocket. Oh man, you can hire more people. You can expand your business. It's great. Yeah. So you may see some support for single payer from some businesses. The big wigs that don't want to pay out. On the other hand, mm-hmm. if the government expects your company to contribute via higher taxes. Oh, juicy. You may see not support. For it. So it really just depends on whether all that money is back in their pocket or whether they'll just have to pay that money to the government instead of their employees. Yeah, so it would just be a paperwork thing. It would be the same money going out, just instead of to Blue Cross, it's going to um, the state of Kansas or the United States of America. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. So it, it depends on how that pans out. My guess is all the businesses will lobby and chances are they'll get to keep more than they did before the switchover. Okay. Because, again, lobbying works. Yeah. Lobbying does work. So now let's talk about you. Me. Okay. I like me. The, your cost for health care. Right now, you're paying a premium. Mm-hmm. In a single-payer system, you pay more in taxes. Which I don't like. And I did some napkin math. Good. So All right. nobody take this completely seriously. <laughs> don't cite me. This was really quick. We're in, we're in the simulation. It's okay. Yes. Okay. So the cost that the United States, in general, per person, the cost of health care is about 8000 Okay. a year. That includes out-of-pocket costs, everything else. 8000 per person per year. So I multiplied that by the U.S. population minus people who are already on Medicare, the elderly, and then divided by the number of taxpayers. Ooh, brilliant. Because there are a lot of people out there, and we talked about that, immigrants who come in, children don't pay taxes, some people that are really low income don't pay taxes, and it came out to about 17000 per year in taxes. Ooh. Because you're covering... All of those other people. Jeez. So, and of course, Bernie's plan, if we're looking at any specific plan, he says that we'll only raise taxes by about 6%, and then we're going to raise taxes on the higher income people by a lot more. Mm-hmm. And that's going to make up the difference. So would higher end people include businesses? Like if I were to work at, I don't know, uh, the average uh, corporation... Would they be footing more money into the system than I would? Here's what he says. He says a 6.2% increase in payroll taxes. So that's paid by the employers. A 2.2% increase in income taxes on everyone. Higher estate taxes. Taxing capital gains and interest as ordinary income and limiting tax deductions for the rich. So that's going to have a disproportionate effect on the higher income people and a disproportionate effect on businesses because they're, we're raising those payroll taxes. That's right. Interesting. So that math could, in theory, actually line up. 
The math could line up, and for lower-income people and even the middle class, it may be a better deal. Yeah. But again, this is napkin math. This yeah. may not be Just real life. Just as completely, yeah, napkin math. Interesting. Here's the other wrinkle. Okay. And you kind of mentioned this earlier. Uh-huh. The industry, the healthcare industry. 10 out of the top 50 Fortune 500 companies are healthcare industry. Wow. So what One happens when you have all these publicly traded companies, you go to single payer and they can't make a profit anymore. That's right. It's, the government is paying them a certain amount. Right now, they don't make a profit on Medicare. Under single payer, they wouldn't make a profit under anything. So you have all these publicly traded companies. They're on the stock market. They're stock tanks. What does that do to the economy? That's scary. I don't know. I mean, it, it could be catastrophic. I mean, it's kind of the same fear I have with autonomous drivers taking out all the <laughs> semi-truck drivers. Which I'm all for. <laughs> <laughs> Which confuses me. <laughs> I don't understand this logic. <laughs> but, yeah. It could have a huge impact on the... Just because yeah. healthcare is such a big part of our economy right now, mm -hmm. the profits that are made, the effect on the stock market, all those people who may either be out of work or have to find a new purpose for their company... Wow. So you have some chaos there. Okay, so here's a question. As average guy, again. So we have this new magic single-payer system, and we all pay into it. Let's say the math checks out. We all write our checks every month or every year, and it goes to the account, and we use this account. Who's managing? Who's making sure that people get paid surely it's not just one giant like single payer account down at the <laughs> commerce bank that you know the whole nation pays into and then doctors take out of surely there's some kind of management to make sure there's no leaks in the right. system well and it were, would work very much the same way that medicare works today you have the government determining here's how much we're going to pay for these specific services and you have current insurance companies who actually administer and say, oh, you can go to these providers and we'll pay all the little bills that come in and then the government reimburses us. So my guess is that's how the if we went to single payer, those insurance companies would still exist, but they would be a not for profit company. I see. OK, one more question that uh, I'm going to throw at you. What would you say would happen to uh, medical quality in this country? I mean, the bills, I'm, they're still getting paid, but would would it have any kind of rippling effect at all? It, to it might. And this is the big question mark when you talk about single-payer because you see other countries and you see some of them function just fine and some of them that have trouble with innovation or have long wait periods. Again, it goes back to that triangle. If you're not paying them as much, then either your quality or your access is going to suffer. So that that's the basic theory. Yeah, um, that's true. 
some some may be better off because it really is a simplification of the system. You don't have to learn 20 different insurance companies how to submit the bill to get it paid correctly. You got one way of doing things, but then all those people who worked in those complex systems are now out of a job. Well, that's consider- considerably less than the one in five <laughs> yeah. that is healthcare <laughs> Fortune 500 people. So The other thing is you could argue that Instead of worried, being worried about getting paid, doctors go back to what they do best is treating people and not having to worry so much about payment. The numbers. Yeah. I did see one study about um, for-profit hospitals versus not-for-profit hospitals. And the study said that for-profit hospitals are more likely to offer high-risk procedures, uh, experimental procedures, because they know they can get paid for it, whereas not-for-profit are less likely to take the risk because they're not going to get extra payment for it. Very, very interesting. Would it be okay? Let's take a break. If if we just cooled our brains (laughs) from this intense scenario and relaxed to the smooth tunes of our break music. guys it's summertime let's get outside and and fire up that grill grill some chicken breast oh yeah why don't you kick that soccer ball around outside not inside your mom would get mad if you kicked it inside Welcome back, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the break. I sure did. (laughs) (laughs) We threw a lot at you. And it also, it it sounded like, you know, there are a lot of problems with switching to a single-payer system. Uh, Before, uh, now that we're back from the break, should we assume we're still in the simulation? Oh, should we? Uh, Yes, because I really like this sound effect. Okay, go for it. Oh, yeah. Back in the single-payer. The single-payer simulation. Let's talk about some of the really good things that could come of single-payer. Yeah, because right now I'm scared out of my mind. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Some good things that could happen from single-payer. Well, we already kind of talked about simplification of the system, which is great for your average everyday person who's trying to navigate the healthcare system. You can go in, you know exactly what you're going to pay because everyone's got the same plan. You can compare costs with your friends, with your neighbors, and you know exactly 
what to expect going into the doctor. No matter where you go, correct? No matter where you go. Because a lot of places right now, it's a crapshoot. Who's charging what for what procedure? Exactly. That's a big benefit. Under single-payer system, at least how Medicare works, the government says, here's how much we pay for this procedure. So you know if you get a knee replaced, no matter whether you go to a hospital on the north side of town versus the south side, it's going to cost the same, which is nice. Very nice. It's really nice. And it sounds like actually the people who have to process the payments and take the money, this would be easier for them as well. Oh, yeah. At the hospitals. Which makes it also cheaper to administer a hospital. It makes it cheaper for everyone involved. Because you don't have to learn all these confusing systems. And would it also put people like the general Joe Human in, in North America all on the same page? So there's no premium health care for, for the elite. And then the, the like, <laughs> <laughs> you're a tough lad. Let's <laughs> <laughs> No anesthesia. <laughs> no, you can take it, right? <laughs> and that's one of the best things about single payer is no matter where you're from, what neighborhood you live in, what you make per year, you know you're going to get the same quality of health care as everybody else. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's kind of a problem right now. Oh, Under a totally single is. payer system, you can compare different doctors based on the actual quality they provide. And there's no discrimination based on who you are, how much money you make. So wow. that's nice. That is nice. Cool. The other good thing is right now the trend has been towards higher deductibles. You go into the doctor, you don't know if you're going to pay a couple thousand dollars or your $25 copay. Under a single-payer system, it's unlikely that you're going to have super high deductibles. You're going to know exactly what you pay going in, which is a big problem with our system right now. So it sounds like it takes out the funny business. It it takes out some of the confusion that most people face right now. And I think that's a really good thing. Hmm. Wow. It would be a great experiment, but scary if the whole nation is the guinea pig. Right, exactly. And who knows what it'll do to the economy. And if you work in the healthcare industry, it's super scary because... You may not have a job. You may not have a job. Wow. So... Yeah, kind of a mixed bag for single payer. I would say so. All right. I don't know. Write in. Tell us what you think. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs> are you pro single payer? Are you after hearing this? Are have I frightened you as much as I frightened Jay? <laughs> <laughs> well, that brings us to the very end of our podcast. Oh, the end. I must say, you guys have been awesome reviewing our uh, podcast on iTunes. We have gotten a lot of reviews and we really appreciate it. Oh, it's great. It's so nice to hear from you. Even people who are not sure what they think about it or don't necessarily agree with our political views or whatever. We love hearing from you. So thank you for those reviews and keep them coming. Exactly. Oh, And also, if you're not already, I know there's some people that see the Facebook post and just click the link and hit subscribe. Please, or not hit subscribe, hit pay or play. Actually, subscribe to this. Have the show show up on your device 
automatically. That way, you're not required by Facebook. You know, you're not logged into the system. It just shows up. It's there for you. And um, we just love that, to see our subscribers climb. And our show next time is Health Savings Accounts. HSAs. So tune in next time. Thanks for listening.